0: Everything I do, I feel like I've encountered some challenges, like entrepreneurship, and that's why I enjoy entrepreneurship, because we're figuring things out and we're learning all the time.
1: Welcome to Supercharge with Digital Market the bi-weekly podcast where we discuss everything related to entrepreneurship and how marketing is important for your success in your business venture. I'm your host and also the founder of Markister, Crystal. Today, we have a special guest joining us. Yubi is an author and dedicated coach who is passionate about educating children focusing on Asian culture. So in this episode, we will dive, dive into the importance of fostering cultural awareness and embracing diversity from a young age. Yubi will share her invaluable insights, drawing her from her extensive experience as an author and a coach to set light and how we empower children to appreciate and celebrate the tapestry of Asian heritage. So let's dive in. Hi, Yobi. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became interested in writing children's books focused on Asian culture? Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for
0: having me on your podcast. My name is Yobi. For everyone who's listening, I never actually wanted to be an author. I was an entrepreneur. I studied education when I was in college. So after I graduated, I owned my own preschool center. So I read a lot of books when I was teaching and owning the centers and I bought a lot of books for teachers to read. To children, it really sparked the first idea of writing a book when in our childcare centers, we were talking about winter holidays. We talked about Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and then New Year's. But there weren't really a book out there for the Asian American children in my center. And I wanted their experience to be as valid and I wanted them to feel like their culture was celebrated just as I wanted to represent my own. So I went out to look for books as I do for everything that we teach in our school. But there weren't a book that celebrated all the Asian communities together, or at least most of them. A lot of it were about Chinese New Year, but some of my students in the school were Vietnamese. Um, Some of them were about a Vietnamese book, but they didn't talk about the Koreans community and how they celebrate so I just went out and did my own research and I put a book together because I thought how hard could this be I can write a book and little did I learn, there was a lot of learning to do but I published my first book Our Lunar New Year to help the students at my school and help the teachers with their lesson planning and little did I know and now I have seven eight titles.
1: Wow, that is amazing to hear. Yeah, I agree that. I think in the marketplace right now, there's not a lot of book about Asian culture in general. Basically, they can really focus on one culture or another, but not all the culture of Asian culture together. And Asian culture can be very diverse as well because Mm -hmm. Japanese culture is might be very different from Vietnamese culture. And I really appreciate that you start your journey to write a book in order to educate young children about it. So based on that, do you face some challenge when you first started?
0: Yeah, I had a lot of challenges when I started writing books. I actually didn't think I was going to make it to where I am today with several titles and a toy line and a lot of merchandise. When I first started, I think getting an illustrator was really hard. I wanted to work with an illustrator who I did not really have to explain things like the different clothing that different communities where and why I wanted to make sure all of their eyes look different Um, because the illustrators sent me samples and a lot of the character had that slanted eye that like the curve in that looks like that's cute they look smiling and they look happy they look very cartoonish so I had to have many conversations with illustrators just educating her about how to draw our children and how to represent our children different backgrounds and different color tones and different kind of hair and different eyes, different attires, and why it's important to really get it right. So it was a lot of learning for me to do, but for me to explain it to someone else, it's even harder. So I spent a lot of time doing that at first.
1: Yeah, I see. Yeah, I think finding the right illustrator for your book can be very challenging. But I'm glad that you're able to figure it out. So I saw that you are doing some merchandising at the moment. Do you encounter any challenge doing that?
0: Yes, I. everything I do, I feel like I've encountered some challenges. Uh, like at entrepreneurship, and that's why I enjoy entrepreneurship, because we're figuring things out and we're learning all the time. The merchandise line is a bit tricky, The books, after I figure out how to write and publish and sell books, it's like wash, rinse, and repeat. But now when we go into the toy industry, it's a completely different category. And I have to learn about what kind of barcodes do I need? What are the insurances that goes with it? And the packaging, and it's just very different because now we're not working with paper. We're not working with drawing. We have to work with 3D models. For example, we did the J-Rabbit. I needed the rabbit's head. 0.5 0.5 centimeters smaller mouth to look up so it looks at smiling it's just a lot of things like that going back and forth of your supplier gets extremely frustrating and then I have to do a tag and I didn't know how to create this little tag that tells you how to dry clean and wash them um, and the choking hazard that I need to put in there so it's just quite a bit of learning to do. It was fun and I got it done and I'm really excited for that to come out soon.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for that too. And I agree that working, writing a book is one thing, but working on the merchandise is a different thing, especially when you design the merchandise from scratch. But I'm excited to see yeah. that coming out I'm sure that your reader gonna love it because children not only like reading illustration book but they also want a toy coming with it and yeah looking forward to see that yeah thank you thank you so much for the support yes and for your book like how do you ensure that your content can be both educational and entertaining at the same time for the children and any specific strategy or technique that you employ in your book to engage the young readers the first and foremost because
0: it's a children's book i want it to be educational inspiring and fun to read entertaining so those are the three things i really think about before i publish and write a book because if it's not entertaining if it's not a good read and if it's not motivating or something that they can learn i'm not going to sell and i still need to get the books into hands of children and librarians and schools so to do that i have to kind of map out the language the way it reads, the rhyme, the pictures, how to put the pictures with the words together to create an experience for children. Oftentimes when children read, they're really looking for an experience. It's like how adults, we go watch a movie or we listen to a podcast or something. Something needs to spark and motivation of emotion inside of them. So I try to do that a lot with the way the word choices, being careful with the word choices that we say that will make sense to them so a lot of time is spent on that but I'm really grateful for my previous training as an early childhood educator I kind of know how to speak to children in a way where they can walk away with remembering because we want them to feel and have fun
1: yeah I see that amazing to hear I know that you focus on a lot of Asian culture in your book and how do you collaborate a lot of culture in just one book
0: That's the hardest thing to do, actually, because I want all my books to feature as many Asian communities as possible because we're such a diverse, beautiful group of people. Because we're so diverse, there's so many different, unique things about each culture. So when I'm, I'm trying to fit it all in and give the most representation, that takes me the longest time. I'm always thinking about who am I still missing? I use a beta reader group and I said, can you guys take a look to say to see if I've missed anyone important? I want to make sure I include them. And then there are subtle things in the illustration that I want to pay attention to, like um, the skin color, the clothing that they wear, the, the hair that they usually are dressed in. So ensuring the illustration, the words speak to the entire Asian community is always one of my main points.
1: Yeah, I see. And just a follow-up question to that, like, how do you ensure that your reader related to your story?
0: I think just by putting out a good product with them in mind, they're going to see it. It's a very similar process. You show someone that you care and your love, they will hopefully feel it. And for the books, I put a lot of thought into how I can feature every single different child. So in the girl's book, I'm Amazing Asian Girl, I featured a girl with a heavier body weight, body size, dancing ballet. So girls who are heavier will feel as beautiful as the girl who was thinner and smaller and shorter doing Taekwondo classes. And then in a the boy's book, I wanted to feature a boy that wears glasses. It's just subtle things like that for all all the people, all the little children. And when they see it, they really do feel like they can relate. And oftentimes the parents will tell me, my son just says, this looks like me. That looks like me. That looks like their sister. That looks like their cousin. So it's really heartwarming for me to hear them say that because when I do events, I I talk to the readers. And that's one of the biggest things that I hear most often. It's really sweet.
1: Yeah, I think that's me too. And are there any memorable experience from your reader that you want to share? Yeah, I
0: have I have heard so many stories from readers, but most often I see moms post stories of their children holding the book or reading the book on Facebook groups. So sometimes I'm tagging the groups and I can see that these moms are telling me like their kids won't stop asking them to read the story and they started skipping pages because they just have read it so many times and I'm so sorry. So then I started doing audio versions of the books that the mamas can play the, because mamas are so busy or dads, whoever's picking them to sleep, play this so they won't ask you to read anymore. But those are the really sweet stories of where people tell me that they are so connected to the story. They feel so special about it that they ask them to read it all the time.
1: Yeah, that is so sweet to hear. And I think audiobook is a good choice right now because mom and dad can be very busy with working, but then children can just listen to the audiobook themselves. It would be amazing. I saw that recently you have sent a lot of books to the school district. Can you share a little bit about that?
0: Yes. So schools are extremely important to me. And because I'm an educator and I worked with schools, all the time, that's still part of my day job where I consult private preschool centers and I talk to teachers about how to incorporate our entire community into their lesson plans, not just for Lunar new year time or AAPI month, but Asian American history is now a mandated part curriculum in several, several different states, but they don't really have resources. That's what I'm hearing. There aren't that many Asian creatives that write children's books or books in general, compared to other authors. So in order to change that conversation and have teachers talk about our people and do their job efficiently, we have to send them these resources and materials. So in May, back in April, actually we started a GoFundMe to bring a thousand books into schools. And we decided to bring books into five different states where our authors are located in. And we were able to fundraise fully. We were able to get on the Kelly Clarkson show. And we're very excited about that. And then Scholastics actually matched our initiative. And then another corporation matched it again. So this whole project kind of rolled and rolled like a ball. It got bigger and bigger. And we were able to send over 1,500 books to schools that feature. AAPI stories written by AAPI authors. So hopefully now the teachers will have a lot of resources they can use whenever they want to talk about this topic. It's about diversifying the classroom's libraries, which is a big mission of mine.
1: Yeah, wow, that's amazing to hear. So what motivates you to do that? Or are you collaborating with other author on this project? The biggest motivation for me to do this is I'm always thinking about how I can stay
0: true to my mission, which is to diversify classroom libraries and home libraries nationwide. So when May came along, I knew that I have to do something because I know the schools and the teachers are talking about AAPI Month, but I know that they don't have a lot of resources. So I called up a few of my friends who are authors that I know have good books from preschool all the way to high school. And I said, can we come together and put our title and connect to these schools and bring our books into these schools? And of course, they were really nice. And they all said, yes, let's do it. The main motivation here was me staying true to my mission, me knowing that I have to do something. I can't wait for other people to do it for me. If I care about this and this is my mission to spend all of my time doing it, then I will have to work on getting it all out
1: yeah that's amazing so you mentioned that you have a GoFundMe for that project or how long does it take for you to get all funded
0: it took us a little over 21 days to get funded I think the GoFundMe was 30 days but we were funded a little over three weeks
1: wow yeah, that's amazing to hear. I'm glad that you're able to have a big project like that going out. And the mission is to help other school to have more resource to teach their students about it. That is amazing. Yeah, with that, do you have any upcoming project that you are working on that you want to share with us? Yeah,
0: I have a food game, a tabletop game. It's called the Asian American delicious Asian food tabletop game, guess the Asian food game. And it's going to be so much fun for families that come together or friends that come together who are ready to guess different types of food that's in the cart through different clues that's Give in. So hopefully these conversations will spark memories, will spark good conversations to get everyone around the table having a good time and talking about great Asian foods that they love.
1: Wow, that's amazing to hear. So that, that is an upcoming project that you're working on and when do you going to launch it? We're finalizing the files this week,
0: and it's going to go set to be made very soon. And I hope that we'll get it before October, right, in time for the holiday season. I would love for all the families who gather around tables this holiday season to play this food, guess the food game.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So I saw that you are really into the Asian food and the Asian culture. Are you planning to stick to that in the future or are you open to expand more of other culture as well?
0: I am going to stick to this niche, the Asian American experience and creating titles and products around this community of People, only because I know them best. I don't want to do something that I'm not 100% knowledgeable in. I really believe in the power of authentic storytelling. Stories that are told by our people about our experiences are important. I don't know if I can do that great of a job telling an African American story or someone else's story that I don't have experience about. And I think that's an important thing to keep. In mind that I am going to do what I'm good at and keep doing that to ensure my brand continues to grow and continues to connect with all my readers.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So for your book, like, what platform are you using to promote it? Are you on uh, Amazon? Are you on any social media platform?
0: I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram. Instagram is a place where a lot of the readers kind of send me messages, but I'm Really, I'm old old school. I'm traditional. I still use emails a lot. So I don't really get to reply to a lot of the things on social media, but I do reply to almost every email that I do get. And that's probably it. There's so many that goes on all the time. There's threats now. There's TikTok. There's LinkedIn. It's just impossible to keep up with all of these.
1: Yeah, social media can be a big game for for us <laughs> yes. because it's always some, have something new coming up. Yeah. And yeah, yes. lastly, do you have any advice for aspiring authors who want to start to write children's books? I think the only advice that I keep giving is just
0: start writing. Just start it and just do it. I coach a lot of authors in my author coaching program. And so many of them say, I've been thinking about this story for 40 years. I've been thinking about this story since I was a child. I've wanted to write this story like two years ago. I hear that a lot. And I feel like the only thing that's stopping you from doing it is just sitting down and writing it. We don't know if it's going to sell, but I will use myself as an example. I published a book. I learned everything I had to learn. I worked really hard on marketing it, on telling people about it. three years. I think July now, this is my third year doing this and it's really grown. So my advice is just start doing it. It's not easy, but if you want to make a lot of money, you probably this isn't the route for you. But if you want to do something that makes you happy, feels a purpose and something to be proud of, I say, just start writing
1: yeah i think starting is the hard part for anyone because everybody mm-hmm. wants to stay or tell a story but not anyone can start and finish it yeah. right yeah but that is amazing that you yeah. also coach or the author for their business too so yeah that's amazing okay Thank you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, Yopi, for joining us today. We hope this episode was beneficial to you. As always, thank you for listening to Superchart with Digital Market Star. If you enjoy our show, please follow and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And be sure to come back in two weeks for another discussion. Until then. This is Crystal and don't forget, don't stop and keep believing. See you next time. Thank you. Bye, everyone.